Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Thank you for downloading this Man on the Post podcast. For trademark reasons, the music choices are shorter than in the live broadcast. For more information about the programme, please visit manonthepost.com. Hello and welcome to the Man on the Post podcast. This week it's a little bit different. We're going to do a mashup with the ever so popular Desert Island Discs. So joining me today, my free castaways, I have... Mr. Colin Salby, whose Twitter profile describes him as a happy daddy of two, he's a Yorkshireman, a Leeds United fan, a philanthropist, an IT professional, and also a vigilante. Hello, Colin. Uh, yeah, yeah, that makes me sound a bit like Charles Bronson. <laughs> Death wish, doesn't it? Yeah. Um, Ever so slightly. Yeah, but I've never murdered a man. <laughs> Yet. There's still time. <laughs> Where do you think Tom is? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, also joining me on the live desert island this week is Adam Scrallen. His Twitter profile describes him as, well, not in any way at all. But first pressing, Adam, or fourth pressing? Why wait till everyone else has had their fun with the olives, eh? Indeed. <laughs> Always go first pressing. Always. And finally, Mr. Greg Kitchen. Uh, he's 22 years old. He follows Pompey home and away. He's a cricketer, a trainee film teacher, and a Ryan Gosling aficionado. My age is wrong on that. I'm going to have to change that. Ah. Uh. I'm older than that now. So yeah. Hope <laughs> you give me out false information. <laughs> Welcome, chaps. Have we all had a good week? I've uh, I've gotten over my slamming that I took from you lot last week on the podcast. And actually, no one no one prayed for sniffles either. No, no. <laughs> That's the <laughs> most depressing bit about it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> is, that the, is that the bit that's hurt you the most? It is. You can all get fucked. <laughs> <laughs> Um, right, so what we're going to do, we're going to talk about the games, and we're also going to have some of your favourite uh, Desert Island Disc tracks in between. So let's start with the League Cup let's final. Let's start, uh, no, I thought we were going to say, let's start with Chelsea winning a trophy. <laughs> New Liverpool versus Man City. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, well we'll come on to that. Let's first with them, they're winning the actual trophy that they've got currently. Uh, they've won the League Cup final. Um, it, was a, it was an odd game. It was raining. It was, quite heavily towards the end. There's a very lovely picture of Pochettino slicking his hair back, covered in rain with his shiny black jacket. It's very nice, very arty. You don't want to get that framed upon the canvas. Is that the one where he's, where he's using the towel? Uh, no, he's just slicking his hand back through his hair. Uh, my favourite was the one where he was using a towel. Nice. Um, but his coat had a hood that he wasn't using. Yeah, strange. <laughs> Umbrellas and hoods are banned <laughs> on the Wembley touchline. Do you remember David O'Leary, Colin, with the uh, towel wrapped around his head on the sideline? I don't, actually. Do not. That, that's got to find a picture. But, <coughs> but, yeah, Chelsea won. Uh, John Terry scored. 
uh, took a bit of a deflection past um, Larice, and then Costa also scored, but that took a huge deflection off the young player of the year, Carl Walker. Uh, 2-0 was the final score. <sighs> wasn't really much to talk about in this game, is there? It was a poor final, wasn't it? Mm. Was it ever in any doubt? No. Uh, Mourinho's side in the final is never going to be mm. particularly expansive, is it? No, they did They did the job. They suffocated Spurs in the first half, well, bar a Christian Eriksen free kick. That was really Spurs' only chance of the game, I think. Oh, the one that hit the bar? Yeah. I can't remember. Um, tech, tech had it covered, though. Yeah, exactly. They didn't trouble him at all, I didn't think. I mean, match stats, the, the Spurs had a lot more possession. Chelsea seemed happy to just let them have the ball and just hit them on the counter. Countless times I counted the ball from the right fullback all the way across the wing to um, Hazard, who was in acres of space, time and time again. It was a, it was a classic Mourinho performance, wasn't it, in a, in a big game mm. where they, they just soak up all the pressure. They had that man protecting the in front, in front of the back four. In Kazuma, who looks particularly uncomfortable. First half he did, yeah. He, he looked well out of position, but I thought he, he grew into the game a little bit. Well, he's an athlete, so mm. you know he, he's a he's a big bloke, and he he can put himself out and like a bit like how Matic does. Yeah, he was wasn't as required on the ball as Matic is. I don't think you didn't often see him enter <laughs> no. into the Tottenham half, did you? No, he was but getting it and giving it immediately. It was um a good it, Tottenham were okay. You know, I thought they were the better of the two sides out of the first half. Mm. Um, it was just unfortunate that they made a real meal of. Defending that free kick, and it really yeah. was zonal marking. Done it. It's Seven statues as Terry hit that ball into the net. Seven defenders lined up in front of Lloris, and he had no chance of stopping it. <laughs> Harry Kane was. It was a bad time for him to be anonymous as well. I don't think he did anything in the game of note, anyway. To be fair, do you, I can't take any of the credit for this. I saw this on a fantastic tweet that I retweeted, but. Do you really expect an Arsenal fan to want Tottenham to win a trophy? <laughs> He's one of their own. He's one of their own. But yes, congratulations Chelsea. That's the uh, first trophy they've won this season. The first they trophy. seem quite happy about it as well, didn't they? Well, I still think that's technically not true, Ross. I still think they'd won a trophy before kickoff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll come on to that in a second. Yeah, they did seem very happy. Drogba, especially. Starting the uh, Championes chant at the end. It's the League Cup, did you? you want to calm it down slightly? I'll tell you who needs to calm it down. Juan Cuadrado. <laughs> <laughs> it's lovely. Your appearance was as a sub in the final. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, how long was he on the pitch for? Uh, it's 14 minutes. <laughs> he, got, he managed to get booked in that time, though, so... Contributing. Made his presence felt, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um... Yeah, so yeah, Chelsea have won. That's the League Cup out of the way for this season. They seem happy to win it. Well done. Uh, it yeah. it could be... Go on, go on. No, I was going to say, does anybody like the, the Jose squirt at the camera? Sky can be using that for their adverts for yes. years to come, aren't they? Yeah. It was, it was alright, but he, he, he knew what he was doing. He knew that that would uh, give him countless replays of that. I think even the commentator said we'll be seeing that image for a long time. The thing is, he's so nice, but then you also know that 
You punch on another day, he could poke, poke your eye out. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Or shout at Ben Shepherd. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, he's a bit hit and miss. But um, this could make or break Spurs' season, really. They have to bounce back from this and push on now, because, like I was saying before the show started, they could be Europa League down to sixth place now. They're currently in seventh, a uh, game behind Southampton, but a game in hand. It's going to be the high end of the season, I think. It was a big week for them, wasn't it? With you know a London derby that which they dropped points against West Ham, and then they got knocked out for the Europa League in Florence, and then they lost today. That's a, a damaging week for their season. It, you might not see the Tottenham that we saw, you know, a month ago. Yeah. Back again this season. It's a shame because they were quite excited. Everyone remembers the New Year's Day game against Chelsea, five three. Nice football to watch, but we'll see how we get on. Anyway, let's have someone's first track, shall we? Uh, let's go with you, Colin. What is your, your first track we're going to hear today? First one? Um, yeah. I don't know. Go, go with Leanne Rhymes. <laughs> Leanne Rhymes. Of course it is. It's, uh, <laughs> oh, live, yeah. is it? Yeah, it is, yeah. Um, what's, what's your reasons behind uh, this? I think this does need some explanation. Reminds him of Jason Pierce. I feel like we, I feel like we peaked too early. It reminds yeah. him of Vecchio. That's all it is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I don't know. I mean, the thing is, I've really struggled with this, trying to get get it down to two, and then I thought, well, it's like best songs, or you know. But I just thought, if there's only two songs I'm allowed on an MP3 player, I'll go with these two. But um, yeah, Leanne Rhymes. I thought uh, I'd get. One male singer, one ladies singer. Um, Leanne Rhymes, I thought that's probably her best track. And is it particularly important in your life, or is it just, just a nice song that you like? No, it's just a nice song, really. Colin, have you let this criticism of the Re- Reading and Leeds Festival go to your head a little bit? <laughs> I don't get that. Sorry, what, what's that referred to? <coughs> Was well, Leanne Rhymes had a go at Reading and Leeds? Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, Ross didn't fill it in, Ross. <laughs> Let's just move along. Uh, we'll we'll be back now, uh, and then we'll be back with some more football chat in a second. Uh, as we mentioned earlier, uh, Man City basically handing the league title to Chelsea today. They lost 2-1 away from home at Anfield. Uh, Henson with the opener, uh, Ed and Dzeko with the equaliser before Philippe Coutinho with the winner on the 75th minute. Uh, Liverpool up to fifth now. They're going pretty well, aren't they, Liverpool, actually? Unbelievably. They are looking very good. The kind of the Liverpool that we saw last year who were... You know, you weren't sure what was going to happen next. Mm. And that's how you want Liverpool to be under Rodgers. You know, it wasn't particularly fun to watch at the start of the season when they weren't picking up points. But now, no. you know, if Liverpool are on the box, then you, you want to tune in. There's, 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 one, there's, one big, there's one big thing not in this lineup, which maybe makes 
that uh, more true as well. Gerrard's not there. Yeah, and it gives <laughs> the likes of Coutinho and I thought my uh, I thought Joe Allen particularly brilliant today. I thought mm. he was really good, and it gives those those types of midfield players room to shine. And you know, yeah. with Gerrard departing, I think that could be beneficial for Liverpool in the long run. Adam, what do you think to uh, Liverpool and they the rise up this league, uh, league this season? Oh, I'm all for it, obviously. <laughs> Are you a fan of Coutinho, though? He's a, a lovely player to watch, isn't he? I've, thought, I've said before, I'm too much of a fan of Coutinho. Mm-hmm. It upsets me how much of a fan of Coutinho I am. <laughs> City haven't won at Anfield since 2003. Yeah, it was crazy. It's a ridiculous... You know, like how when you're looking at... at um, Chelsea and you're looking at City mm. and you look at their results over that sort of period of time and there always seems to be a really definitive moment where the sort of the records seem to shift. Yeah. I don't know what happened there. Some <laughs> nothing unusual I imagine, but sort of around two thousand and four for Chelsea. It'll be later, <laughs> later on for City. For City that hasn't really happened the best thing that happened was they had three draws in a row at Anfield. <laughs> or a run of four. That was as good as it got. <laughs> Yeah, it is, it's strange. That is the only, since Sheik Mansour has been in charge, that's the only uh, away league ground they've not won at, uh, where they've obviously played. Just what, what, what do the rest of you guys think? Like, it's, we're, we're in the first day of March and Man City season's already over. Yeah. Is Pellegrini still the manager in, in August? No. No, get rid of him. He's, he's too defensive. The players oh. that he's got. The other uh, night he was too attacking. Well, yeah. He hasn't got a style, has he? Like to, you know what how Chelsea are going to play. You know kind of how Liverpool are going to play to an extent. It's as as um, Gary Neville said about him when they got absolutely humiliated by Bayern mm. last season in the in the Champions League group stages at home when he played to him in the field and he said if this was an English manager, yeah, he'd be being called tactically naive. That's exactly what Carragher said about him after the game today. You just have to agree that it just like it just doesn't work. No. Some of the signings he's made as well, they're, they're a little bit odd. Fernandinho and Fernando, they're good players, but they don't seem to. I don't think they work in this team either. Well, they're the same player, aren't they? Well, yeah, effectively, yeah. Except I mean, Fernando's slightly worse, which <laughs> is probably probably acceptable considering he costs three times less than Fernandinho. Yeah, you can tell he's worse because he hasn't got Eno on the end of his name as well. He's not, good. He's not that good of a Brazilian to have that extra little bit there. <laughs> uh, Boney, they played 4-2-4, came on in the 78th minute. After being 2-1 down, it's, why, why buy him if you're not going to throw him in because he's been scoring goals and causing chaos for Swansea? And then having to, re- uh, having to resort to Lampard in the 85th minute. It's not a sign of champions, really. Chelsea won't do that last year. He was, he was starting games instead, but I just think that they got he he every, all of Pellegrini's failings were completely showed up in that game by Brendan Rodgers because Liverpool were a completely different team in the second half because they adjusted. Mm. Yeah, I think it was spot on. Um, Colin, any thoughts on either of these Um, it's looking tight, but I wouldn't necessarily say City are definitely out of it. I mean, if, if you look at the next four games in the in the Premier League, they've got Leicester, Burnley, West Brom, Palace. If they can 
win all those, which they should do. Do you trust that you win those, those games, though? Well, that's the problem, isn't it? They're going to have to do a little bit better than they're doing now, but... Mm. Um, look, pressure on Chelsea now to just keep up the pace, isn't it? Yeah, five points ahead, game in hand. I, I don't think it's finished yet, but it's it's not looking great, is it? They're leaving it late. Leaving it quite late, indeed. And, and just one thing on Liverpool as well. I mean, I think I think I'm alluding to what Greg said here. You know, Liverpool are really kicking in, which is just as well because they were poor at the start of the season. Hmm. But when you look at how Liverpool have kicked in, now it seems to be working, and then compare them to Manchester United, who are above them in the table, and how they're still misfiring. Yeah. There's a massive difference between those two teams at the moment, I think. Um, but surprisingly, Man U are the one that's ahead uh, of Liverpool. Yeah, Liverpool dropped four points in 2015. They've got 26 and a possible 30. <laughs> They're making that leg run for the Champions League. I think four of their next five league games are at home as well. That's so a massive advantage, especially for Liverpool. It's that home ground. It's and obviously they have no um, Europa League to worry about now after <laughs> they are offering set one for the team <laughs> like how, how do you get a fix for this like that it's ridiculous <laughs> sort it out probably you literally <laughs> have about three jobs a year you mess most of them up as well yeah um, one thing I would just quickly say about ending it about City is that people who are um, who maybe agree with Colin or specifically are criticising us for saying it's over will point to the fact that that um, City have come back from being eight points behind at this stage of the season to win their other two titles. Yeah. But I don't know this off the top of my head, but I feel that this is factually right. But I think in both of those cases, they had a game against the people they were trying to catch. Right, yeah. Which I don't think they have anymore. It, it, it just feels different this year as well. Like that little bit of magic that they had those previous years, especially the year when they picked the, the Aguero goal. That type of mag- little bit of magic, and it's not there now, I don't think. That's what's missing for me, anyway. Uh, and just very quickly, there's a, just on Lovren's penalty, there's a great vine, you can find it <laughs> on social media, where Lovren's penalty clears the bar um, and then hits Madonna in the face, which sends a fall <laughs> down the stairs of the Brits. <laughs> it's, it's worth checking out, it's brilliant. Oh, this week was great, wasn't it? <laughs> Yes. Uh, let's move on. Let's just quickly talk about then Arsenal uh, two Everton nil. Uh, Arsenal recovered from their midweek humiliation. Uh, Tuna was Giroud can do it in the Premier League. Apparently can't do it in European no, European football. And uh, Thomas Rosiski with the second uh, another treat. Adam, are you starting to get a little bit worried? No. 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 Six points is the gap now. Well, they've got a much superior goal difference. And the teams behind, they're so bad. Yeah, they are. <laughs> yeah, it, yeah. Everton are, are good enough to win a couple of games remaining. You just have to think, how many of those teams do you trust to get those six points, cause you, so many, or seven points, because so many of them need them? Nah, not worried. No. Another poor performance, though, but going back to midweek, excellent in Europe. Is it on, do you think? You could win the whole Europa League? Um, yeah, it's a cup competition. Why not? It's a very, st- I think it's a very strong competition when you look at the teams left in it. Mm. Yeah, well, Lukaku seems to love it. Yeah, be- yeah, that case is fine. <laughs> but 
yeah, when you're you're having to play the possibility of having to play um, Roma, Napoli, Fiorentina. Yeah. yeah, well, going back to Spurs, they massively underestimated that team, didn't they? Mario Gomez is up front. He's an excellent striker. Uh, did they massively underestimate them, or was it just a difficult decision in mm. in being faced with a cup final two days later, uh, three days later? Yeah, I suppose yeah. it does feel a little bit un- not unfair. Do you know what I mean? It's unfortunate for them. Yeah, it's a, it's a bad situation to have. While Chelsea had almost a week off, well, nine yeah. days off. <laughs> yeah. Okay, let's have a little bit of music then, Greg. What is your first selection for us? Um, oh, uh, should we start with a song called "Marching Bands of Manhattan" by uh, a band called Def Cab for Cutie? In my okay. opinion, are the best band about happening really? wow. uh, for quite a while. Um, Any particular memories to go along with the song? Um, not really. It's, I remember it was a, it's a track from a, a 2005 album. Didn't really make any impact when I first listened to it, but it's a grower. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I, I just think it's a, a really a really nice track by by a good band, a good underrated band, I think. Excellent. Thank you very much for that selection, Greg. Let's now talk about uh, Sam Landos' West Ham and obviously Alan Pardew's Crystal Palace. Flying. Up to 12th in the table now, Pardew. They're definitely safe this season. He can literally do no wrong. <laughs> he's coming. Glenn Murray's out on loan. Yeah. He's brought him back. <laughs> and he scores three in, what, not even 90 minutes of football yet. <laughs> Yeah, well, he's, he's been sent off though, wasn't he, as well? Yeah, that was a long time coming. <laughs> he could have easily been sent off in the first half. Yeah, he was putting himself about quite a bit. Yeah. He's the kind of striker he is, but... These sort of results are what I think is going to cost Big Sam his job at the end of the season. The fact that West Ham fans don't like him either is another quite a big contributor to that, but... Does anyone think differently? Do you think West Ham's going to stick with Sam next year? It's looking unlikely, I think. I think West Ham are, have had enough of Big Sam, and Big Sam's starting to have enough of mm. West Ham. I can't see that relationship ending too well if it carries on. They should be careful what they wish for, though, West Ham fans. Mm-hmm. Yes, they should. They're ninth just, in the Premier League. Just look at Blackburn. <laughs> exactly. Well, but let's, let, let's, let's draw some, some conclusions here. Bolton. Left. Yep. Sam Allardyce leaves them. What happened to them? <laughs> exactly. Relegated. They could probably be in League One next year. Newcastle. Fire Sam Allardyce. What happens? Relegated. <laughs> Blackburn. Relegated. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, be careful what you wish for, West Ham. It's, uh, it's, it's history there. It's definitely. But the, the problem with West Ham is that this is going to be a long, long long after that. <laughs> no, it's all about playing the West Ham way. That's what the fans want to see, isn't it? Entertaining football. And and Sam, when, when West Ham was being successful, was playing that. And now he's reverted back to his old tricks. And it's dull stuff again that's being served up. 
Yeah. And that's why the fans are against him. I, I think he's run his course. I think I think he's definitely gone. I mean, I, I, and the problem is, I, I don't know who would go into West Ham, and I don't know where Sam would appear next either. Well, oh, he'll, he'll find a job. Oh, oh he'll find a job, yeah, but I, I don't know in the Premier League where his next home's going to be. Um, but, but, but he doesn't find them, they find him. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Look at Tony Pulis. Exactly. <laughs> though. Palace are looking amazing. They've not lost uh, away from home since he took over. Uh, two to draws and three wins. Uh, He's going to finish his above Newcastle, isn't he? <laughs> Five points is the gap at the minute. It's going to happen, yeah. He's just got that... I don't know. He's that arrogant, to be beat, that, but is he quite a good manager? That arrogant smug... Yeah, <laughs> incredibly smug. Sort of just... Strutting around the place. <laughs> he is quite an awful human being, but is he? Is he a good manager? Like, would you be? Would you be happy if he took over from Roy Hodgson? Oh, I, I think don't I want think. To <laughs> <laughs> I, I think it's too early to say. I mean, you've got to remember at the time when Roy Hodgson was appointed. Is it him or Um I don't know. There may be there may be some other people come up by then. In, into the into the fray, but if you remember yeah. when Roy Roy was appointed, Harry Redknapp was probably the favourite choice for the job. I I wouldn't be against Bardu managing England personally, but Quick, just just quickly before we move off West Ham fans, I got another point for you guys. <laughs> we all thought it was hilarious with your little video about letting the black guy on the train. But maybe you should not go around saying racist thing on tubes yourself. Yeah. Maybe also you shouldn't be the club that's the most people banned from your ground for racism. Yeah, leading that table, aren't you? Yeah. <laughs> you can all have your smell self congratulating video. <laughs> yeah, they're in trouble for is it uh, anti Semitic chance this week, isn't it? Yeah, dickheads. Like that's any better. <coughs> I don't know. Uh, let's talk about quickly then. Man United to Sunderland nil. Um, well, I don't what not to say. Where's Brown sent off instead of John O'Shea? How did the referee get that wrong? Always funny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't want to say the obvious thing, but there's a I, there's a difference between those two gentlemen. Yeah, but. <laughs> Who was the referee in question? I uh, who was it this time? Roger East. No, he just doesn't see colour, okay? <laughs> Dodgy Roger. Ask him, what co- ask him what colour the dress is. <laughs> just grey. He's colour blind. <laughs> Rooney scored his first goal in nine league games. He was as the second after that. Uh, yeah, West Brown sent off um, for a tackle by John O'Shea. It's it's an odd decision. Socks Saturday had no idea what was happening. They were both sent off according to the video printer, which didn't actually get sorted either. Was that because it was Kamara in charge of that? <laughs> and now this is actually in the studio, this one. Oh, right. And as far as I was aware, on the video printer side, had no sound on. I just had the video, and it just looked like... Um, some like red cards everywhere. Um, <laughs> in, which, in which case, was Merson in charge? <laughs> it was either Merson or Charlie Nicholas. I think it was Merton. Is it Merton? There, yeah. there we go. 
Alcohol had a part to play in that. <laughs> uh, yeah, so Sunderland lost. Uh, they're in very grave danger of being relegated. I think it, Gus Boyer, like Mark said on the Extra Time podcast last week, he, he's in very grave danger of losing his job as well. I think he's trying to find anyone else to blame but himself. For the I was going to say, whose fault was it this time? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Man United happened to third place, uh, fourth place now after Arsenal's win, but... In that top four, not playing very well, but winning games. It's normally the sign of champions. It's, it's the sign of a fourth-place team this year. I mean, Arsene Wenger takes it every season, so... <laughs> it's a trophy, after all. Yeah. All right, let's, let's have some music. Adam, what is your first choice? Um, we'll have uh, Fake Tales of San Francisco by the Arsene Monkeys. <laughs> Excellent choice from the, the first album, is this? It is, it's from whatever people say I am, this is what I'm not. Uh, any particular, any reason for this? Um, it's just, uh, the, the whole album is from a, um, it's just, you know when you sort of have that music, that sort, that one particular bit that's really what you think of being as, as of your time. Yeah. Like that was when, it was when I was at college, um, when maybe you might get be, it's when you can be a little bit excited about life because you can see en- enough of it, but it hasn't ground you down yet. <laughs> yes. And, um, <laughs> so yeah, that was a, you, you could really be at the moment of it. It was exciting. You like you, you it's when you could feel like you can own a little bit of a part of the music. Mm. And I only wish I could have been alive for that to be Oasis, but because that would have been amazing. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I was still alive, that shows how old I am, but yeah, it's a... Uh... Oh no, I was alive, come on, I'm not that... Yeah, just not in, uh, I mean. appreciating Oasis music. Yeah, um, <laughs> so, yeah, and for me this is the best song on the album, and uh, you can't argue with anything that has a... Uh, any song that has a line saying the band will fucking wank, but I'm not having a... and I'm not having a nice time, it's just... <laughs> Personally, I don't think they've topped this album, in the, any of the other stuff they've done, that might be a little bit controversial, but... You don't think they've ever topped it? No. I think oh. AM, AM has, I think. Ah, uh, Greg's wrong as well. Just. <laughs> <laughs> I, like you said, for me, it is a, it's one of those things that you go back to and you think, yeah, this is this is a sign of the times. It's a, a good point in your life and it's really just sums stuff up. I don't know. Everyone's got their own opinions on music, but yeah, I don't think they've topped it. But what's their I, best I, album? I, I, I don't know if I say they topped it. I just think the second album's maybe as good. Yeah. I am a big fan of my favourite West Nightmare. That whole album. Mm. I don't, I, it's difficult. Would I say it's better? <laughs> I don't know. I think, I think you'd have to go. I think I'd still probably stick with this. You're probably right. Yeah. Let's do that now. One Aston Villa nil. Super Tim Sherwood working his magic. That uh, ratio is getting worse and worse and worse. <laughs> yeah, what was this fine you sent us in the week? Well, uh, yeah, he's just a prick, isn't he? <laughs> <laughs> it, it was one game. We scored one goal. That's a good ratio. <laughs> not when you can see two, it's not. Yeah. <laughs> 
That's how football works, Tim. You need more than the other team. That is the aim of the game. <laughs> He's losing games to John Carver. <laughs> John Carver's a man who tried to bring on a fourth substitute. <laughs> yeah. Between them, they don't know the rules of football, it seems. Either of them. I think uh, Newcastle had, uh, what's his face on the bench? Diego Gutierrez. Nice to see him back. He's probably in recovery, but they've also got a thing where if he plays, I think, seven or six or seven more games, they've got to pay him some money or to a former club some money, I think. So we might not see him play too much for us this season, but that's a good win for Newcastle. It's their finish for the season, pretty much. The 35 points are not going down. It's just trying to stave off Pardew in his palace now, isn't it? They're not going to. <laughs> no. You're going to pick them on the last day. If there's one thing I know about this Newcastle team, <laughs> they very much like a trip to the beach. <laughs> and they like it around about March time. Yeah. God, imagine the seas in crystals when Pardew overtakes Newcastle. <laughs> it's going to go off. Uh, yeah, Villa, though, I've said this for about five seasons now. I want them to go down. And I think I may get my wish this year. They are awful. I think they're the worst team in the Premier League. Oh. Worst goal difference. Don't look like ever scoring a goal. Leicester and Burnley, you can at least get a little bit excited about, I think. That might not be the right word, but you can... You, you go into those games thinking something's going to happen in this game rather than they're going to concede and that's it. Nothing else is going to happen. They've got a little bit about themselves. Even QPR, they've got some exciting players. Give Villa their dues. They can, at least Villa can defend a bit. A little bit, yeah. The Wild Sherwood has definitely made his mark. They've got uh, six bookings. Uh, all the first team players there. That's not that's not bad going. Because they're battling for the gaffer off. <laughs> and that's true. That is literally what they call him on the Aston Villa website. Oh my words! The gaffer. Is he wearing I a mean, gilet? I haven't seen him. Let's just realise, guys. There are only twenty Premier League managers' jobs, and two of them are going to Tim Sherwood and John Carver. <laughs> and Allardyce is the one getting a hard time. <laughs> no wonder we see Pardew as a messiah. <laughs> yeah, he is the hero figure in all this. Oh my god! Uh, all right, let's have some music again uh, from me this time, and it's going to be uh, Blink One Eight Two and the Rock Show. It, this song never fails to make me happy. It came out in two thousand and one. I was seventeen years old. Had no cares in the world. This was very similar. Very similar story to mine. Yeah, it's pretty much exactly the same. It was. I just remember. Riding around on my little moped, glorious sunshine, having a part-time job, having literally nothing to do but just piss about. And this was like the, this album came out right in the height of the summer, and it just, it's just an excellent song. Playing football down the park with your mates. Exactly. Let's hear that song now.
let's talk about Stoke. Stoke versus Hull. What a game. Peter Crouch scored the only goal in the 71st minute and Stoke won. Uh, he's now level with Alan Shearer as the most headed goals in the Premier League. 46. That's pretty good. Well, that's probably the only thing he'll share with Alan Shearer. <laughs> he's not, he's not going to reach his goal tally. He might share the, the match of the day couch in the future. But yeah, no, crowd, obviously, crowd 46. Obviously not, Ross. That's going to be a nightmare trying to frame that. <laughs> <laughs> I want him and Owen sat on those chairs together. BBC have to sign Owen for this. <coughs> he overtook Dion Dublin with that headed goal. Uh, Les Ferdinand's got 40. Dwight York's got 38. Dwight York, 38 headed goals. That's quite impressive. I don't think of him as a header of the ball, really. When you've got David Beckham with between crosses. Uh, well, yeah, true. <laughs> yeah. I, wonder, I wonder how many Wayne Rooney's got. Did you see the, the stat about him? I should have said this when we were talking about Mike Wayne Ro- Man United, really. No, wasn't but he, beca- he, he became the first Premier League player to score 10 or more Premier League goals in 11 consecutive seasons. Oh, wow. I would have thought Lampard would have done that previously. But... I feel old. <laughs> so, yeah, Stoke one hole. Uh, looking perilously at the bottom three places. They've got a four-point gap at the minute, but not playing very well. For, not very good football. Uh, Stoke are safe, aren't they? Literally in the middle of the table, 10th place. They're not going anywhere, I think, this season now. Let's talk briefly about Burnley nil Swansea 1. Swansea 1 with a, the Kieran Trippier own goal uh, in the 64th minute. Uh, Sounds like a very drab game uh, by Soft Saturday reports. It wasn't a vintage weekend or a vintage Saturday, was it? No, not really. No, I woke up from my sickness-induced sleep to look at the half-time scores and I think there was two goals. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty dull. <laughs> Burnley's next five games uh, Liverpool, Man City Saints, Tottenham and Arsenal Ouch mm. but, but you say you say ouch but they're a bit plucky Well yeah, yeah you, They got points City from City Saints from uh, Chelsea and Manchester City away from home this season Yeah they got City maybe at home see them picking up a couple of points I reckon maybe, maybe four a draw of City and a, a win at Southampton yeah, they've turned them over once already this season, haven't they? So. Mm. Yeah, uh, the uh, the 40 points that uh, Swansea have got is, uh, after 27 games is their best ever return in the Premier League at this point. Getting a pretty good job, isn't he? Very good. Hmm. I don't think anyone saw this coming at the start of the season. Didn't most of us have them getting relegated, I think? Uh, that was just me. Oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't Cheers. know that. Cheers, that wasn't a dick, Sorry. <laughs> Uh, let's have another little bit of music then before we move on to our final Saturday game, which was a, an equally thrilling game. Colin, what is your second choice? Well, crazy as ever. Um, I've, I've come from the 1981 classic. Uh, begin the begin by Julio Iglesias. <laughs> um, the story behind this is obviously, I mean, this is a time when you had to buy records. Um, th- these are pieces of plastic, Greg. Um, you you okay. won't recognise these. Uh, <laughs> yeah, cool. so actual, actual things, you don't just put them. <laughs> They're not just like, in the ether. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, why did I choose this song? Um, basically, I, I, I just thought there's a place there for Julio Iglesias in the best songs ever. Um, I think he sold about over 120 million albums. Um, I think somebody somewhere in the world plays a Julio track every eight seconds. This is his biggest hit. Um, 
And and actually, it was actually written in. I, I, I did a little bit of research on it. It was actually written in 1934 by Cole Porter. Oh wow! Okay. Who's uh, into musicals and stuff? Yeah. And um, I literally don't know which of these stats to believe because I feel <laughs> like some of them are intentionally made up. Yeah, because I, th- I think the the, the the first version of Begin to Begin, which was in English, was um, released in 1939. That sold a million copies, and and that was when people all spoke like no coward. <laughs> um, but would, uh, to sell a million records then was, was unbelievable. But it's quite unbelievable now. Well, definitely now. <laughs> uh, but when Begin to Begin came out, crikey, it was 1981. Um, I remember my dad buying it, um, and it, it just sort of like took me back to an age where, although I wasn't really buying records at eight, when I was four, 1981. <laughs> But of the time when you just spend, you know, an hour in a record shop, mm. not necessarily buying, but just listening and just filtering through all the different records. And, yeah, it just took me back to that place, really. You see, Greg, this is why Colin was so upset when HMV went bust. <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, on that, I, I, don't, I, I didn't mind HMV going bust um, because HMV killed all the local record shops. In every town and city. Um, so when they priced those guys out and got killed, and then Amazon and Apple mm. and MP3s killed HMV, I was like, yeah, there you go. That mm-hmm. serves you right for charging me £16 for a CD when I was growing <laughs> up. <laughs> Fair. Yeah, there's one local record shop left in Gosport in our town centre, Reflex Records. Still I was about to say, is that still Reflex Records? Yeah, it's going pretty well actually as well. They still look quite busy, so fair play to them. I've been bullied out of business, but yeah, let's hear on the track right now. When they begin, they begin. West Brom won, Southampton nil. Uh, Berry, you know, scored after two minutes, and apparently that was all that happened for the rest of the game. I know Pella missed from a yard. <laughs> He's had a bit of a shocker since Christmas, hasn't he? <laughs> he has. <laughs> it's not gone well for him. Be nice if you could have said that without laughing, Greg. Yeah, <laughs> no, I, I couldn't help it. Uh, Berry, you know, got 17 goals this season. I was looking forward, as soon as I heard them talk about soccer sales, couldn't wait for match today, <laughs> just for that miss. Cumin said he's not uh, too worried about the results at the minute, but more about the way they're playing, and apparently not playing as well as they were at the start of the season. One goal in five, isn't it? Mm, that's not good. They need someone like Berahino to score 17 goals a year, Colin, eh? He's alright, isn't he? <laughs> Don't worry about this, Colin, because I still believe in you. They're making fun of you. <laughs> But I think you're right, and you'll be proven to be right in the long run. I still think Barahino's a bit of a charlatan. He's a bad one, definitely. He's got lots of problems off the field. No, he's, he's just selling snake oil. He's not <laughs> really a striker. And he'll, he'll show that when someone pays a ridiculous amount of money for him. Liverpool. Spurs. Or Tottenham, yeah. yeah. <laughs> They'll pay 20 million for him, and he'll be rubbish. Yeah, true. Was <coughs> um, there any other games from Saturday? I think that's all of them, isn't there? And that was, in fact, all of the games from this weekend. Wow, what 
thrilling weekend that was. Uh, let's have another track. Let's go for Greg. What you got? And the Resurrection by the Stone Roses. Absolute think, classic. Yeah, it's just like, it's just a classic. It has, you know, it, Colin was saying about if he had to put two songs on his MP3 player or whatever he has. Um, this song, it's just got everything, hasn't it? Yeah. It's just, it's got, you know, good lyrics. It's got a, you know, a good good pacing build up, and then it's got the the instrumental finish. You know, it's. It's, it's an all-rounder, isn't it? You yeah. just can't complain. From an incredibly influential band as well. Exactly. I'd say it's not even like it's not even top three Stone Roses songs. Oh, oh, controversial. That is. <laughs> I mean, when I heard your nomination, Greg, I, I doffed my cap. <laughs> I was like, very good. I mean, I'm also a massive fan of Fool's Gold, um, yeah. but I am the Resurrection. Very good. Adam, Jack uh, Freeland. She bangs the drum. Yeah. Waterfall. Mm. Mm, yeah. I want to be adored. Uh, I'd post it in that top three. I'd get rid of uh, Waterfall, personally. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, let's hear a little bit of Slam Roses right now. Leeds started well, finished badly. I was going to say the story of our season, but we didn't really start well either. Uh, lost 3-2 to Watford. Troidini had a lovely, lovely day, just breezing through our centre-backs, apparently. And Maceo Vidra with two goals as well. Uh, what happened here? Austin scored a lovely goal, though, didn't he? Austin's goal was great. It's worth checking out. It's a, a looping shot that went straight up the keeper into the, into the goal. Everything looking rosy. 2-0 up. Great. <laughs> And then it just fell to pieces. And, you know, all of a sudden your defence seems to be looking pretty solid. Good run of form. And then, again, you know, just defenders making stupid mistakes. And it's back to typical old leads again. Um, I'll be honest with you now. They're they're not going to get promoted. Um, (laughs) (laughs) It's over now. Yeah, I know. Basically... I think Leeds are a team that's probably just just about given up now. Um, yeah, there, there may be a few players who are sort of putting might put in a few performances because they're trying to get another contract out of the club. Um, but apart from that, I don't think too many people will be busting a gut for Leeds. No, it's going to be mid-table mediocrity now. The kids will put their effort in, but the rest of them yeah, they'll do as they've done for the previous four or five seasons. Uh, not a lot. Um, top of the table, Derby, their top. They uh, lost 2 0 to Fulham, though, surprisingly. Uh, Middlesbrough lost 2 0 to Sheffield Wednesday in second place. Watford are now up to third. Uh, Bournemouth drew, Black, uh, drew 0 with Blackburn. Uh, Ipswich and Norwich make up the rest of the playoff places. They had their Derby today, didn't they? Which Norwich won 2 0. Uh, Bradley Johnson with the goal, won the first goal. He's grown his hair and looks incredibly odd, Colin. I don't know if you've seen this. No, I, I haven't followed Bradley Johnson recently. Yeah, he looks quite strange now. With quite a lot of hair. 
Anyway, it seems like no one really wants to go up at the minute. They're all trying their best to get out of these automatic places. Norwich and Watford, those are the two. You reckon? They've got momentum. Mm. That'll be in Borough, Holter and Bitsoe. That's Bournemouth, and we're, I don't. I think it's the end of the road for them. It's been a cracking season, but yeah, it's a, a bridge too far, maybe. Mm. Brentford, I mean, after the Warburton <coughs> Hills, have gone off the boil as well. Well, I, th- I think in the previous podcast you mentioned this, and I don't know if it was Tom, maybe Greg and Adam, you, you joined in with this as well, is that teams get to the top in the championship and then start to, well, just shit themselves, basically. Yeah. Um, because they're scared of dropping out of that place. And it's happened again with Derby. You know, we thought Derby was bulletproof. We thought they were going up and then to get beat by Fulham. Yeah. Not good. Um <laughs> So, I, I, a championship, I think, is all to play for. It is indeed. Let's have some more music. Adam, what was your second choice? I realise how badly I've panicked when you made me pick these two songs because <laughs> I was so, so late to it, but I haven't even picked my favourite song. Right. Anyway, let's work around this. I, st- I stand by my picks. I mean, you're talking to a man who actually has a playlist ready for if he ever was chosen to go on Desert Island <laughs> So, this is something I'm prepared for, and this is still on there. Um, my song is I Can Tina by Jamie T. Okay. Uh, any particular reason for this one? Um, it's, it's kind of the same as the Arctic Monkeys, but it, uh, it was when I was at university. Right. Um, and I downloaded his, um, his, fir- his first album, Panic Prevention, when it was um, nominated for a Mercury Music Prize. Mm-hmm. And... This song's just fantastic. It grow, grows on me every listen. I never tire of hearing it. To link it again with the Arctic Monkeys, that has another line in it. But I always listen to this song when I'm studying for my exams right. because it has a line in it that says, um, "Kids don't." Uh, kids, well, some say kids don't study; they cram. I'm not going to sing the rest of it. It gets a little bit too. <laughs> but I can't actually say it. I have to sing it. It's be terrible. <laughs> Um, we're back in now with some more football chat. Uh, Greg, probably have had a, a an all right week. Four points. Yeah, it was kind of Tuesday. Had the feeling we obviously tramming at home after scoring six away from home on last Saturday. It had a feeling after the Lord Mayor show a bit, yeah. especially two 0 down with ten minutes left. But then we suddenly we have five up front. <laughs> Um, we we score three goals in the last in, in the space of five minutes and win three two, <laughs> and then yesterday nothing happened. So no, it's pretty boring. Yeah, yeah, no, boring. But uh, seven unbeaten. Not bad, eh? So yeah, can't complain. It's going all so right. It's better than losing. Well, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, nine points off the playoffs still. Yeah, anything anything can happen in League Two. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> everyone beats everyone. So. <laughs> Uh, currently leading the pack is Burton. Jimmy Floyd's going to take them up, isn't he? Yeah, didn't they? Everyone lost yesterday. I think. Yeah. 
And didn't Burton lose... Lost to Newport. They lost at home to Newport. Yeah. And Shrewsbury lost that for the first time this season at home. That's um, Northampton. Uh, yeah, it's yeah. Northampton. Wickham almost lost. They, yeah. um, Stephen has missed the last minute penalty there. Um, it's just, no, I don't think anyone wants to win this league either. <laughs> Alright, well we're running a little bit short of time So we're going to end up here So uh, yeah, that's all for this week's Man of the Post podcast I will end up with my last choice um, Head over to manofthepost.com uh, There's been plenty of articles recently And I'm sure there'll be some new ones going up soon uh, Make sure you listen to the Extra Time podcast of Chris, Mark and Emma uh, Mark was unavailable this week So it was just the two of them, wasn't it Colin? Yep, just the two uh, tonight uh, That podcast, yeah Emma had a fantastic week in her predictions as well. I think she got almost all of them correct. Uh, she's roundly embarrassing Mark and Chris uh, in predicting results this season. She's massively in the lead now. <coughs> um, make sure you follow us on Twitter at Man on the Post and follow us individually. I am at Ross Bowman 84. Greg, you are at Greg Kitchen. Colin, you are at Cass 707. And Adam, you are at Adam SA 101. Excellent, thank you very much. Uh, there's also been some fridge magnets being sent out this week, Colin, yes? They're all packaged, they're ready to enter a post box. <laughs> and our winner of our World Cup competition, Mr Andrew Tanner, you will be receiving your prize uh, in due course. Uh, only, what, seven months? Mm-hmm. It, it's under a year. <laughs> <laughs> we'll blame Yodel. Yodel have got it, they've lost it. Yeah, and like Colin said, it's under a year, and that's it. We judge our on-time delivery. It's a bit like train times. <laughs> if it arrives on the day, it's all yeah. Train, tra- trains are train times are only late if they're fifteen minutes late. Our prizes are only late, like Colin said, if they don't come within a year. <laughs> so stand by your mailbox for that, Adam. Uh, Andrew, sorry. Uh, yes, so we're going to finish with my last track, and it is a song called "The Living Years" by Mike and the Mechanics. Um, I don't know if a lot of people have heard this one. Maybe Colin, you might have heard this. Yeah, and, and you're making me feel really annoyed because <laughs> I'm regretting my two choices. But, um, I'm, I'm a massive fan of Genesis. I've got every single al- album of theirs. And obviously, Mike yeah. Mechanics is, is based around Mike Rutherford, who's part of Genesis. Yes. Um, um, this, this track uh, is got quite quite deep family meanings. It's um, there's, a, there's a line that says I could swear I heard is. Uh, echo in my baby's newborn tears which uh, when it was released I was well uh, my my dad's dad my granddad died a few months before I was born a few months after I was born sorry so that line always kind of brings up uh, memories and emotions for me and him so uh, it's quite a nice song and we're going to end with it on this podcast so until next week it's goodbye from Colin goodbye goodbye from Greg goodbye and goodbye from Adam bye and always remember to have your man on the post Oh, yeah, one Greg, see? Oh, no. <laughs> I don't <think> so. <laughs> it's your line as well. No, I can't even remember it. <laughs>
Say it. 